kind of what the Lord laid on my heart for tonight is um, we're going to do more of a topical study tonight, and we're going to do a topical study on breaking the chains. And we're going to, first off, I just, just want to share with you, I brought these chains with me. These were chains that I carried with me for my whole life till I was 27 years old. And uh, Jesus Christ came into my life, and little by little, he set me free. And then I was free. The Holy Spirit came into my life. I surrendered my life to Jesus, and the chains fell away. What I want to start with you tonight is um, Romans chapter 7. We're going to use that a little bit, and uh, we're going to be doing Bible drills, and I'll try to go slow so you can keep up with me. So, <clears throat> Romans 7, we're going to start in verse 12. Verse 12 of Romans 7 says, Therefore, the law is holy, and the commandment, holy and just and good. Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. Just want to start there to say that the law has no way to give us righteousness. Righteousness cannot, does not come through the law. What the law does is the law is our tutor and it shows us the right way to go. The law is holy. God gave us the Ten Commandments, the Ten Holy Commandments. Um, Our first bounce will be over to Genesis chapter 3, and we'll be starting in verse verse 1 there, chapter 3. It says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, Well, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, You shall surely not die. If we go back into, just flip back a page to chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. It says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. The devil was cunning and is cunning, and he deceived Eve. And you know the rest of the story. Man man ate the fruit. Man fell and man died spiritually. And man put on these chains 
He put on these chains. And man's been wearing these chains. Unregenerated man has been wearing these chains for thousands of years until we come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But even Paul, as we read chapter 7, we read that Paul struggled with the same thing, even though Paul was, he wrote how many books in the New Testament? He was an apostle. He was super Christian. But even Paul struggled. It's if we go on, let's go back over to Romans chapter 7 with me, starting in verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. Do you see the battle going on in Paul? If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, I love this. I'll say it a little with a little effect. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And so you see, it's an age-old struggle. It's nothing new. We all struggle with it. No matter how many times we come to the Lord and He sets us free, we have the choice to walk in that freedom or we have the choice to walk back into bondage again. So I want to share with you this. that How that happens to us is deception. The devil deceives us. I want to read Revelation 12.9 so we can understand a little who the devil is. It says, So the great dragon was cast out. The serpent of old called the devil and Satan. Listen to this. Who deceives the whole world? Who was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him? I'm sorry I jumped on you. Revelations 12.9. I should have waited just a second. But... I want you to see that Satan is a master deceiver. And so that's the first way that we can be deceived. The second way is we can deceive ourselves. If we say, I'm sorry, 1 John 1, 
8 through 10. 1 John 1, 8 through 10. If we say that we have no sin, we what? We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Galatians 6, 7. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, what? That he shall also reap. There is a sowing and reaping that happens. I may have done something, I may have sinned years ago, and I may have not dealt with that sin, and I may have just gone on with my life. But there was seed sown back there. And we can rest assured that at some point, it's going to come back and bite us. That, that seed will grow into fruit, and the fruit will be there. We won't be, able to, we won't be able to get rid of it. We'll have to confess it. We'll be miserable until we come to that place where we confess our sin. So the second place that we can be deceived is by ourselves. Not only the devil is the deceiver, the master deceiver, then we can deceive ourselves. And then the third thing that happens is others can deceive us. Matthew 24, 23 through 25. Matthew 24, 23 through 25. And this is talking about end times, but the principle applies. It says, Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive. False prophets and false Christs will rise up and show great signs and wonders to deceive. Listen to this. Even, the, even if possible, the elect. The elect of God. That's why we need to know the Word. We need to walk in the Word. We need to know what the Word says because there will be people that can even come into Calvary Chapel Buell and deceive and be deceivers. It's, it's possible. That's why it's so important that we're here hearing the Word as Pastor Jackie shares the Word, as the Word shared in Bible studies, as the Word shared wherever we are, at the body of Christ meets, that we are hearing the Word, we're hearing the truth of the Word. In our worship, the truth of the Word comes out. I was thinking that uh, the song that says, There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. That's where the power to break every chain comes from. It's in the name of Jesus. Another scripture for others. These are, others will come. 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 3. 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 3. Now the Spirit expressly says, 
that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Have you ever seen a cow branded? Have you seen what a hot iron does to that that cow or that steer? It's, it's basically indelibly marked there. Their, their conscience is seared. It's, it's dead. And then they go on, it's forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. But once again, it's that deception. There's deceiving spirits. There's doctrines of demons that are proclaimed. And that's why we see some works of God start out really well. Uh, but then over time, they, re- they receive deceiving spirits and they, they get off track. They get off track because they get away from the word. And I mean, you can think of ministries that have gone south, have gone sideways. You can think of whole churches that have gone sideways. It's because they have received deceiving spirits. They started out right. They started out on fire. But they then got sideways. They started hearing their own doctrines and believing in the doctrines of man. Second John 1 7. Second John 1 7. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. And what we need to what you need to understand, we just got done going through the three books of John, the letters of John in our Bible study on Monday night. John was writing at a time where agnosticism was really big. Uh, and so he was writing these letters basically to refute the Gnostics, which basically said everything that is flesh is bad, everything in spirit is good. And so they were even, the Gnostics were going as far as saying that Jesus hadn't actually come in the flesh because he was corrupted. He, he would have been corrupted if he would have come in the flesh. So John was writing the three books, these three, these three letters, to refute and to stand against that. That's part of the reason that, that we read those three. So he was talking here, as many deceivers have gone into the world and do not confess Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. But we know for a fact that Jesus came in the flesh. It's historical. And then the last one I just wanted to um, share with you on, on that is uh, 2 Timothy 3.13. Second Timothy 3.13, and it says, But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I kind of touched on that a couple minutes ago where we saw these ministries start out dead on, right in the center of the Lord's will. And at some point they started receiving, maybe it was pride, maybe... I'm pretty good. I, you know, I'm doing really well and look at me. And so they got off center. They got off of Christ and got on themselves. And it was no longer the right arm of God that was holding them up. It was now man, the, the right arm of man. And so they were deceiving and being deceived. 
So those are, I think, the, the way that we get ourselves off track and get caught in sin is by deception. I think, you know, if, any, if you would just say, well, I'm going to walk into sin today, and you were a believer, that would be, <laughs> you would have to question your salvation if you were going to habitually just walk into sin today, but the deception that's there. So how do we willingly put on these chains? First off, we're deceived. There's some properties I want to share with you about these chains. One of the things is, is chains are heavy. You know, if I put on, if I get deceived and I say, you know, it's okay for me to, you know, look a little longer than I should, or if it's okay for me to, to cheat a little bit, or it's okay for me to steal a little bit, you know, I, then I willingly, I just willingly start putting my chains on. Yeah, it's okay. Well, what does the word say about stealing? What does the word say about lying? What does the word say about bitterness? You know, we just kind of just put these things on, don't we? Anyway, you start hooking up your chains, and the next thing you know, you get enough of these chains on you, and it's heavy. You're carrying a heavy load. People can't see it on the outside, or maybe sometimes they can. But on the inside, these chains... Even though we can't see them in the spiritual realm, they're there and they're heavy, aren't they? Another thing is these chains, they're, they're unbreakable, at least for Bob Papik, they're unbreakable. There's no way. There's no way I'm going to break these things. So they're heavy, they're unbreakable, and they're binding me. They're cold. They have no, they have no feeling. They, they're just on me. All they are is, all they are is a thing. They're cold. They're long lasting. I mean, these babies have a little bit of rust on them, which is why my shirt's getting a little rusty, but they're long lasting. I don't know. The, the car that these came out of was a 1987 Celica. Celica looks about like me right now, but, but the, but the fact is, is these chains are over 30 years old and look how, I mean, shoot, those things will last a hundred years, you know? The other thing is, is they look harmless. You know, what's a, it's just, just hanging here. It's harmless. It's not going to do anything. And they're also, I said they were cold, but they're also really hard. Now, these chains that we wear are kind of like the properties that sin has. You know what I mean? They, they, they just grow on us and they continue to grow on us and they become so heavy. Heavy. You're just dragging. You don't want to be around people. You want to hide. You don't want to be in the church. You don't want to pray. You don't want to be with the Lord because this is heavy and it's hard. And then you start getting depressed and you start getting, you start just pushing away from, from life. And you keep throwing another chain on. So, how do we get free of these things anyway? I don't know, Saul. I look pretty weird up here standing on chains around my neck, don't I? <laughs> John 8.32. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth. 
And the truth, exactly, and the truth shall make you free. A couple verses down, John 8.36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So it's Jesus who sets us free. It's Jesus who allows us to walk in the freedom, in His freedom. You know, sometimes we think, I'm free to sin. I can go do whatever I want to. I can, I can go to the bar. I can do whatever. Fulfill in the blank for yourself. But the fact is, is we're really not free because when we're doing those things, we're actually putting chains on ourselves willingly and freely. And once again, it will get heavier and heavier and heavier. True confession. When I was 23, 24, I was, I was not clinically an alcoholic. I was a social alcoholic. And I remember specifically waking up one Saturday morning after a particularly long night, and I was laying there on the couch with this. I thought I had a bottle stuck in my head. And I thought to myself, why do I do this to myself on a continual, regular basis? I had a horrible headache. I felt awful. And yet, I went out and I did it again. Now think about for each one of you. I've been in the church for over 30 years. Some of you have been in the church for a few weeks or wherever. But where in your life, it doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be, it could be gossip. Oh, gossip is horrible. But how many times have you gossiped? I'm not pointing at anyone. <laughs> but how many times has a person gossiped, walked away from that and thought, why did I just do that? And then the next week, they're back doing it again. It's just willingly putting on these chains. Gossip is sin. Alcohol is sin. Name your, name your poison. We all struggle with it. Paul struggled with it. If Paul struggled with it, there's no reason that we should think that we're above it. We're not. So it's okay. It's okay to admit that there's chains that are binding you. But we got to get free of it, church. Now, how do you do that? Well, first off, we need to recognize that we're in a war. We're in a war. We're in a spiritual battle, and the stakes are high because it's our eternal life. So, 1 Peter 5.8. 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That doesn't sound like a very nice lion to me. That sounds like we're in this war, and we are going to be destroyed if we're not aware that we're in a war. Ephesians 6.11 says, Ephesians 6.11, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. The devil is going to lie to you. The devil is going to deceive you. He's a cunning adversary and he wants to destroy us. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked whatever a man sows. That shall he also reap. So church, we need to realize 
that we're in a war, recognize the fact and stand firm. Then realize that it is only Christ who can set us free. The first thing that you need to do to get rid of these chains is John, 1 John 1, 9. And I think we all could probably quote it together. But if we confess our sins, He is what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And as we confess our sins, we'll begin to hear those chains. They'll begin to start rattling around and they'll start to fall again. The second thing is not only confess but repent. Mark 2.17 Mark 2.17 says, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. As Jackie said last Sunday, we're all broken people. We're all sinners. We're all sinners saved by grace. It is by grace we are saved through faith. So the first thing to do is to confess our sins. The second thing is repent of our sins. Luke 5.32 says, I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. The third thing we do, we first confess our sins, we repent of our sins, and then we do not relent. Do not relent, not of our sins. We don't relent from doing good. <laughs> Hebrews 12, 12, 1 and 2. This is also very familiar. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us cast off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. So easily entangles us. What was Paul doing in Romans 7? He was battling. It, was, it kept coming back and coming back and coming back, but he kept battling and battling and battling. And he came to the place, he said, Oh, wretched man that I am, but thanks be to God through Christ Jesus. It is about Jesus it is not about any other thing but Jesus. At the end of the day, we need to be surrendered to Jesus. Anyway, and run with endurance. Let us run with endurance. The race marked out for us. Looking unto who? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who... For the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sitting down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then if you look over in Revelations, in the, 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 uh, the churches, the letters to the churches. Did I leave my Bible over there? There it is. Anyway, so if we, look over, if we look over in Revelation, and starting in chapter 2, it says, at the, at, the end of, at the end of every uh, letter to the church, in verse 7 of chapter 2, this is the church at Ephesus, he says, 
He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Anyway, my point is, is in all seven churches, he talks about to he who overcomes. We have to overcome sin. We cannot overcome sin in our, on, our, on our own. It is only through Christ. It's Jesus who sets us free. Now what will happen is, and this happens all the time, every day. Every day you'll come to places in, where there's crossroads. You'll come to crossroads in your life every day. You'll have choices to make. I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I'm going to because you're all my friends. My wife made some money last year in 2013, and we just got paid cash. You know where I'm going with this. So I was doing my taxes the other day. And this is not to my credit. This is to my shame. And, uh, you know, I thought... Michelle Obama's staying in a hotel every night in Beijing for $8,400. And Barack's running around the world doing his thing. And, you know, it's not that much money, Lord. Why would I want to declare that when I really don't need to? Because the only person who's going to know is you and me and my wife and now my son. So, So... And so, you know, I got convicted, so I was doing TurboTax, right? Well, I couldn't find the place where to put it, and so I thought, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. So I pushed the button and sent it off and all that happy stuff. It was 10 minutes later, (laughs) Jesus reminded me, it says, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And render unto God the things that are God's. But Lord, I, I don't really like that scripture because it, it doesn't work for me right now. <laughs> is that, so what I'm telling you is, I put on a set of chains right there. Just one set. And I'm going to fix what I did because it's, 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 I can't, I can't stand before a group of people and share my heart and my life if my life's not right, 100% to the best of my knowledge. So, but what I did, guys, is I put on a set of chains, just one set of chains. But, but what happens next time? He says, if you are faithful in little, he'll make you faithful in much. You'll be faithful in much. That's little, but it's still chains, and what's the next thing I'm going to compromise on? What's the next set of chains that I'm going to, I'm going to put back on? You know? What will it be next time? Will it be a little bit bigger amount of money? You know, nobody sets out to, nobody sets out to murder somebody. It happens one, one decision at a time, one crossroads at a time in your life. And it, it's just one decision. And the next thing you know, you're so far down the road, you don't even realize it. And you're, you're like this. You're loaded down with sin. So I, I just want to share that with you, that 
whatever it is in your own life, no matter how little it is. Jackie shared with us a couple years ago how he was doing something with a video game. And he was convicted. And he just said, I, I quit because God convicted me of that. But whatever it is, guys, whether it's, whether it's gossip, whether it's cheating on taxes, whether it's... And, I, and I'm not here to be the Holy Spirit, by the way. This, this is my own problem, my own sin. But I'm just saying whatever it is, you guys, you've got to get clean before the Lord because He can only set you free as you are faithful to give it all to Him. Proverbs 4 is... Shoot, I'm already done. It's only 8 o'clock, so... Fritz, you can lead worship for another half hour. I don't... <laughs> no, I'm just... Uh, you never know how long it's going to go when you start. So anyway, but, but um, Proverbs 4... Uh, I was sharing this with a young man the other day, and it's just so important. It's starting in verse 20. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Listen to this. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Your heart, your heart is what it's all about. You can look great on the outside other than having rust on your shoulders, but it's the heart. It's the heart. Our hearts need to be soft and bent toward the Lord. Put away, from your, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. And then let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Let all your ways be established and do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. All to say, when we come to those crossroads, when we come to those decisions in our lives, that we have to decide whether we're going to stay straight or go to the right or to the left. Go, stay straight and choose life. You know? And we're all going to stumble in different ways. Once again, Romans 7, Paul struggled. He stumbled. But the thing was, is he... He picked himself up. He repented. He confessed. He repented. He was unrelenting in his, in his faithfulness to Jesus. And the Lord set him free. So, as I confess those things, and he is faithful and just to forgive me those things and cleanse me from all unrighteousness, you can hear, you can hear those chains in your life that bind you. You can feel the weight of those shoulders go, oh, can you hear that? Would you like your heart, would you like your inner man to be free like that, to hear those chains fall away, to see the Lord relieve you of the weight that burdens you down? We're all believers. I believe we're all believers here. 
But in that, we still want to make sure that we're walking before Jesus in purity. We're walking before Jesus in truth and transparency. That who we are here is the same person that we are in our homes. And that there is no facade. There's no storefront. And so the Lord will call us to that. 803. I'm done. But what I don't but I don't want to be done with is I want you guys um, I want you guys to, to pray about this and think about this right now. If there's something in your life that you want prayer for, that you want to hear those chains drop, um, if you would be bold enough to just come up I'll just, I think I'll have Fritz and Dave. Dave and Fritz are a couple of our elders. And if you guys, if you guys want to just spend a few minutes praying, like I say, it's not even 8.05, so why don't you just take a couple minutes to pray? Mark, you want to kill the lights? And if anybody wants prayer, if there's something that, that's weighing you down that you can't get rid of, that you need somebody to come alongside of you, come on up here. Come in. Fritz, Fritz loves to pray. You need prayer. He needs a practice. And that's a good thing. So... <laughs> So if you, want, if you need prayer, please come up here. Don't let this time slip away. As I was praying today for this service, and as Fritz and I are praying tonight, there's people here that just need prayer. Dave, Dave and Kay, if you guys want to come up, and if, anyone else, if anybody else needs prayer, please, let's just take a few minutes. we got nowhere to go here. And, so, and then Fritz will go ahead and close in just a few minutes. But if, if you're not coming forward... Stay right where you are and just pray for people who are, or ask the Lord to reveal to you what it is that He wants you to let go of.